0: The Nor- Norwegian autumn tradition of um, the Spindemensk. <laughs> of course. Spindermensk. Who uh, are Herds yeah, herds spiders uh, into people's houses in autumn. He also chases away the daddy long legs and wasps. As long as he's not killing the bees. No, no, he sees I mean, spiders and bees are kinda of cool with each other.
1: episode 114 of the electronic wireless show rock paper shotguns pc gaming podcast slash arachnid law podcast and the only podcast you need in my opinion my name is alice bell and i'm joined this week by spider-man what an honor
0: hello
1: and uh (laughs) leaf schreiber
2: yes it is i leaf schreiber
3: uh, which is an autumn joke,
1: yeah. Uh, because our theme this week is or autumnal games, not games about autumn or winter necessarily, but just games that are nice to sort of cozy up and play in these, you know, times where the the nights are growing a bit longer, and you know we we throw a log on our crackling fireplace.
3: <laughs> nice. Do you have a fireplace?
1: <laughs> no, I live on a. A second floor flat.
4: I have one.
2: Oh, nice! Do you ever get a open fire on the go? Uh,
0: I don't think that's allowed. We actually had a chimney sweep in the other week. They took one look at it and were like, "Condemned, mate! Oh, you'll really? all die the second you light this." So yeah. um, there's some Victorian <laughs> childrens coming to sort it out. Nice.
1: We had a, a fireplace in the house I grew up in, and it would, but the chimney stack was shared with our next door neighbor. So I just remember there being endless arguments over whose responsibility it was to fix slash clean the chimney.
0: Uh, the house I grew up in had um, real drafts coming through the chimney. So dad rammed a load of bin bags up there, <laughs> the puppet, which was fine. Until the day a dying pigeon, uh, swathed in a bin bag like a sort of a horrible fetish ghost costume, <laughs> um, ended up staggering around my room in the dead of night. That was oh
1: no, was
0: quite hard to deal with.
1: Not ideal, no.
0: Chimneys, just block them up.
1: More trouble than they're worth, really. Uh, how are you both enjoying the season? Do you like? autumn and winter or are you sort of a summer
2: summer boys i'm all about autumn i love it i love it because it's nice and dark it's nice and cold which for a larger man is always good um the summer is my enemy that's sweat season Um, you're
0: literally like describing yourself as if you're the groke off of the (laughs) moon I, I know, think that's... you should think more highly of yourself. I've got big, big grok energy.
1: Big groak energy.
0: <laughs> Hashtag cited. What about you, Nate? Do you like an autumn? Um, it's growing on me. I, there are, I love the idea of autumn in practice. It's, it, it's often just the same as February, only with the downside that there's still like months of it to go. Um, mm. It has its moments Like Now I never have to leave my house I really like it When the weather is abysmal Like right now Like The Clouds are just scudding past In a thick Slurry The colour of an extremely ill person's Eye
2: Wow It's like reading t- Ted Hughes poetry <laughs>
0: I am the laureate, thank you. Um, yeah, no, it's it's sickly looking out there. That's fine, because I'm in here.
1: That's true. I do, I, I, I think like you, I like the idea of autumn, which is that, like you know, like the autumn you see in in John Lewis adverts where everyone's got like woolen scarves and hats and you go on a nice walk with your Labrador through, you know, Crunchy autumn leaves, and then you you hurry home, to, you know, whispering about hot chocolate to each other, and and then you get in and have oh, yeah. some lovely tomato soup and that. But in real life, it's not like that. You just get wet feet, and it, and it's it's it's, it's a
2: great middle class season. It's real. It's real <laughs> nice. Um, My
0: life aww. is like that. So can we just do a, a quick quick whip round of favourite soups just before we get to games? I gotta know. Oh yeah,
1: um, I like. Uh, I do like just a classic tomato, like a Heinz tomato cream of tomato soup. It is very nice, and it's a classic, like kid's soup. So it makes me feel quite nostalgic. Um, but I do like like a, a kind of coriander and lentil, uh, which has a bit of like it's vegetarian, but it has a bit bit of spice to it as well. You know, mm-hmm. like it's nice, like, It's very warming.
0: That implies the tomato isn't vegetarian. But I know what you mean. It's not sort of like...
1: It, it feel, lentils feel quite hearty, you know?
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. I've just remembered tomato soup. Need a bowl. Sorry, Matthew. <laughs>
2: uh, I'd go for a, a pretty, like, my mum's traditional just, like, vegetable soup, pretty heavy on, like, sweet and carrots, quite orangey, um, all blended up. I don't like lots of bits in a soup. Um, I don't like meats in a soup because I always find them a bit sorry because it's kind of like a kind of casserole didn't make it, you know. (laughs) Like, you're either a stew or you're not.
1: Yeah, okay, I get that. I do like we used to because I grew up in a very middle class area. We used to have pheasant casseroles quite a lot in winter because um, uh, that my like my dad would go picking up with like and shooting. Like, that's how Mm. awful the area I grew up in was. I know, ooh-la-la. And pheasant is very... Pheasant's not... Pheasant always... uh, This is copyright this joke me, but I think pheasant sort of tastes like if chickens voted Tory, you know, like...
0: Very good. Well, no, what what it is, it just tastes of rotten bird meat because there's this ridiculous thing about pheasant. It needs to be hung. Um,
4: well, we didn't. No, we would like, like we or, just or, eat, or eat it. We did. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we just eat it. Like we wouldn't, we wouldn't leave it to rot a
0: bit. What? What? <laughs> well, no, it's this big thing that pheasant's only proper because they're really stringy. Um, they're, they're wild birds. They're full of all those ropes.
1: Yeah, they're game birds. That make yeah. the bones
0: go around, and so there's this old tradition of hanging them up till you see the first maggot. and um, Yeah, sorry. That's well, awful. Well, I,
1: I mean, we didn't do that.
0: <laughs> oh, good. I mean, I'm just saying, I've had a lot of pheasant like that, and I mean... Oh, That's horrible. God. Who does that? Yeah. Well, just maniac toffs. Yeah. Um, I do love a pheasant, though. I could absolutely ransack a game bird right now. That's... Well, sounded like... way more sexually charged <laughs> than it was meant to, but I, I'm very hungry. <laughs> right.
1: Have like tomato soup with... That's
0: <laughs> I think I've got a frozen duck quarter in the freezer somewhere. Might that's, have that's such that. a you. Th- What's your favourite soup? We didn't ask, Nate. Oh, What's I think yours?
1: soup.
0: shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, basically i love a stew. Um, I'm the opposite of Matthew. I, the more a soup is a stew, the more I like it. But I suppose that, that's unkind. I really love um, pretty much any Japanese soup. Anything clear and brothy and very savoury, uh, with mm. lots of objects floating in it. that half from I'm the not sea. mad
2: about miso soup. Which is wild because when you're in Japan, it's like no matter where you go, you know you're going to get a bowl of something you hate.
0: <laughs> oh, no, I love it. It's like, uh, oh, it's so savoury. God, I really shouldn't have started this podcast hungry. Well,
1: I'm really hungry
0: now. Oh. Want some fur. Anyway, f- <laughs> well, me too. No, that's my favourite soup. Good shout.
1: Fur is great. I, and there's also, I, I can't say fur without kind of going fur because of um an episode of brooklyn 99 where boyle is going like oh no i spilled my fur and then rosa is <laughs> rosa goes stop saying fur anyway sorry <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's let's talk let's let's i've still got some stings so let's let's talk about some autumnal games
0: that's an autumnal thing that huh?
1: That is an autumnal thing, isn't it, um, Matthew? Since you are an autumn enthusiast, do you want mm. to go first with your first to set the standard for us, and then we can see if we've measured up or completely misunderstood Sorry. the concept?
2: Well, I know. Uh, so I was thinking along like cozy games, which isn't necessarily cute. It's it's whatever kind mm. of creates that. What's that? Uh, what's that Nordic
0: concept? Oh, uh, the uh, Spindelmansk.
2: No, not no, <laughs> no, no not Nordic Spider Man. Um, the concept of that sort of warmth, of comfiness, of being oh, inside. Hug, hug, Hugh. Hughie, Hughie. <sighs> um That I. I apologise uh, to anyone. Yeah, listening. wow, that was
0: incredibly uh, rough of us <laughs> both. It I, was, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry
2: <up> for you. <laughs>
0: That's <laughs> that. I don't,
2: I wasn't trying to make fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> you get whatever it is uh, no,
0: I, I, there's that thing isn't it, where English people get so embarrassed at their own failure to pronounce other languages that we end up just beasting the pronunciation by accident
2: I actually feel terrible about that now
0: that's no, cast, sorry I did but I, I, I wasn't trying got, to make cast, it a big thing a cloud, <laughs> a, cloud over this whole podcast I've got a load of Danish family and I have it on on good understanding that you're okay,
1: I wasn't trying to make it a big thing. I just thought it was quite funny that you. Yeah, both but I made it sound of... like
2: you were puking, and that that's kind of crude. <laughs> like that's not how I feel about it. Anyway,
0: Denmark's a very relaxed place. You? If, if
2: you're yeah, if you're still interested in my opinion, I um uh, <laughs> a game that that gives me this vibe, despite being a little bit horror-ish in in its tone. Is this, the room
3: series?
4: You're tearing ah, me apart things.
3: <laughs> no, not not that. Not the
2: film, but the 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 puzzle box games. Because they're set yeah. in Have you played these, Nate? No, 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 not heard of them, I don't think. The room. So the room. Rube. The, the room. <laughs> <laughs> not the room the the room. Uh, that's uh, they're like a series of each game is sort of set in a room, but the focus is on a kind of a strange puzzle box contraption on a table in the middle of the room, and the room itself has got like I'd say big, like uh, autumnal vibes in terms of like it's quite dark, it's some point in the, in the evening, and it's 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 quite an old house, so it's kind of murky. But there's like the light is all on the, on the little puzzle box in the middle, so there is like a the kind of a little sort of pocket of warmth in the middle of it. And the tone of it is very laid back. You're sort of poking and prodding at this puzzle box and, and opening the little compartments and discovering uh, little sort of inbuilt puzzles, which then force the box to kind of fold out and kind of uh, evolve in all these interesting ways. Originally on iOS. Uh, where they arguably make more sense because very tactile games on the touchpad mm. about like opening doors and pulling switches, you know, pulling things and clicking switches, and it's very satisfying. But the, the the PC ports are really like handsomely made. They remade them all and upscaled everything for PC resolutions, and it's still nice to poke and prod at them in a mouse. But um, I think it's also because they traditionally came out bef- just before Christmas. I think so, like. They It wasn't one a year, but I think it, they, you know they maybe made one a year for the first two, and then the, the gaps got a bit bigger, but I always ended up playing them or saving them for my Christmas holidays. so I, that also why they probably have that autumnal kind of winter connection is like sitting in a sitting in a chair in a, in a living room, kind of poking away at these little puzzle boxes, um, even though they do have this like sort of slightly satanic thing going on. Like slip that in there. You will like the boxes are like it's all it's all a little bit uh, like Lovecrafty and but not really like that sort of. I don't really care about any of that. Like I, uh, you know, no no offense to the the writers of the room, but I don't really care about the story of the room. Um, but I There's like. There's not like
0: some brutal, like ghoul that jumps out of the box at any point. No,
2: it, <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not like a really chilled four-hour puzzle experience and then just, like, an absolute just pant-ruining <laughs> pant jump scare at the end. Uh, that wouldn't really be yeah. keeping with the vibe of the room. Uh,
1: no, it does. There is, there is that sort of growing sense of threat a little bit. and Like, in the last one, I was a bit like, oh, I'd better solve these puzzles quickly in case the thing finds me. But there's no thing.
4: Yeah. You know.
3: They get a bit more
2: like, obviously horror-flavoured as the series goes on. Like, to begin with, they feel kind of more like, um, you know, those sort of Victorian ghost stories that sometimes get adapted at Christmas? Those sort of, um, I can't think of any of the authors now, but there's that sort of tradition of telling kind of old.
3: Yeah. Uh, uh, they've
2: the always got John Hurt in
0: them. So <laughs> sort of <Who> John tries <laughs> to go to sleep.
2: It's sort of John Hurt in a, in a kind of nightgown in a chair in in a in a in a, lo- in a library with like a fire in the background, yeah. and he's and it's always like a story about a, an orphan who who died in yeah. the cold. I and like I
1: once knew a man. His name isn't important, but we'll call <laughs> <Yeah."> him Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, and um, uh, he was in France uh, uh, with uh, pertaining to some legal matters. Was staying in a mansion out in. <laughs> wherever and then a crab ate his face yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> the twist is always that john hurt is the guy who the crab ate the face of um, and then yeah
1: because his his face is half in shadow and then he'll
2: turn around and there'll be claw marks or whatever and then it'll be like good sleep well and, <laughs> and that'll be the, the sort of sign off um they're very much that the game i think
1: <laughs> yeah
2: um no
1: they are they're very good
2: but I really like them. I hope they make, they made a VR one this year, which which um, I still need to play actually. Um, but while I'm sure it's very good and well made, and all the reviews say it's wonderful, um, like I don't really associate VR with kind of relaxation and, and autumnal comfort.
1: Mm. I
2: don't want to stick my head in a device, basically. You can't, in a you can't
1: do like VR whilst in a, a blanket.
2: No, definitely not. Because the sensors
0: oh, can't see where you your were, hands are at. Yeah, you were in a sort of caterpillar simulator or something.
2: Oh, maybe I'm, I'm open to the idea that you could make a good autumn VR game, but I don't know.
3: It's not quite not quite what
2: I'm looking for.
1: Uh, no, I think that's quite a good chat. It's an unusual uh, opening one, but I, I wasn't expecting it. But I think you that's a, that's a good kind of opening salvo. You've made a good case for that there. And I do really like the ring games. Yeah. Um, Nate, would you like to to go next?
0: Yeah, I've been, do you know, I've had a devil of a time. I love this idea. It's like, oh yeah, all those autumn games. Yeah. <laughs> and then I really thought about it. And whew, it's, I can think of loads of games set at Christmas and that. But, I mean, autumn, yeah, difficult. I did, obviously, I feel a bit bad because I imagine this, this might have been your turf, but I guess the first one that really jumped out to me was Stardew Valley.
1: Yeah, you've, you've, you've blundered right into Mr. McGregor's garden there, mate. <laughs> That's what I was going to say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, did do you want to share this one? Yeah,
2: but yeah, but, you but go I, for it. So I'll just say, it as a total outsider... Stardew Valley like, has got autumn in it, but autumn is only a, a tiny bit of it, right?
3: Yeah. It's
0: literally so one quarter. Four seasons. It's
2: literally
3: a quarter.
4: Yeah. Literally a quarter, yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. But you can grow massive pumpkins in it and that. So that's a bit autumn. And actually, when it is the autumn season, you get um, orange. The trees are all, you know, autumnal. And there are autumnal leaves blowing across the screen, which is very nice.
0: The way they do the little animations and the color palette changes, like seasons are such a deal in that game. I like Mm. it. I played it during an autumn as well and it just, yeah, clicked to me, made me feel, oh, there's a very specific emotion that I've been trying all my life to work out a way to describe and today won't be the day, but it made me feel it. (laughs) (laughs) Is it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. same feeling I get when Spider-Man gently eases some arachnids through my letterbox on October the first. Uh, <laughs> uh they're
1: a bit this a tangent, uh, but that reminds me of the concept that Graham explained to me once, which I didn't know was a thing and now think is very funny. Um, which is called hyper foreignization. Um which is where, basically, I think I've got loan words. Mix. Yeah, <laughs> uh, loan words from other languages getting pronounced wrong because oh. we think we should be pronouncing them in a more foreign way. Basically, there are some great examples in English, like
0: "wait um, so,"
1: yeah, or um, uh, "habanero," the, the pepper. Yeah. Chili is often pronounced. People often pronounce it habanero as if it has the accent on the end, like jalapeno, but it does not. But people are just like so. It, like should be, you know. For real, let's make it more Hispanic. What about yeah, Or like um, what about homage? I don't know about that specifically, but there are loads of French ones, like um, cash, as in. A spy left a cache of spy things, a secret cache, a hidden cache. Right. People often say cache. as if it has an accent on the E. And
0: then there's uh, "seg" or Segway, hey. Eh? Eh? Yeah. My old fave.
4: That is
0: Segway, to... though, right?
4: It is Segway, yeah. God, I genuinely but, didn't know. I think, anyway.
1: Um, uh, or, like, uh the term... Coup de, grace. Oh, uh, coup
4: de gras. Oh, coup de gras.
1: Yeah, when if Americans say coup de gras and they don't pronounce the, the, the grass, then they're actually saying a blow of fat.
2: Oh, you see, I said that in a video and had loads of people um, moan about it in the comments. So that's, that's why I learned not to say coup de
4: gras.
2: Yeah. It sounds grace. right, though, doesn't Stuff it?
3: Stuff
4: like that.
1: Well, yeah, because we think it should sound more French, basically. Like, the English have this this absurd idea about, about French words not being
4: French enough, I guess. It's, it's um, interesting, isn't it? Yes.
2: I was going to ask about Stardew Valley again.
0: Could, yes, probably, yeah. We do have that, done our favorite. best ever job of sticking away from actual game chat this week. I'm very <laughs> proud of us. I'm having a good... I'm very relaxed, actually. <laughs>
2: I was just going to I did have a question about Stardew Valley. Is it like Animal Crossing and connected to real time? So is it only autumn when it's autumn in real life or is that No. Okay.
1: Yeah, no. Sorry. You can I think there, there are mods actually to make it more real time and so you could well so you can control the time or like pause the time. Um but it's I'm trying to think about how I I think a day is like 10 minutes or something. I should look that up. But it's so, and then a season is basically a month. So it's like 28 days of spring and summer, autumn, then winter. And then in winter you can't grow anything.
2: So you have to prepare, yeah, You have to get loads of hay in for your animals. That stressed me out. In I've because I've, I've played some of the older Harvest Moons, and there was always this thing of like certain things grow in certain seasons, and then you get to a point where you're like, well, I'm like three days from the next season. Does that mean mm. everything automatically dies the day we hit the next season? Because like in winter, yeah. it kills it, and it yeah, it's very stressful. I'd be a bad farmer, I think.
1: It does it does do that in Stargy Valley as well. Oh. But and there are there there are um like Stargy Valley basically guidebooks that are sort of like almanacs, uh, but they're very hot property. So they sell out quite quickly. Um We're telling you when to plant then. Run of them. Mm. So people make their own so they know like how long it takes for X plants to grow and and what have you. But I'm not I was I'm quite a casual plant farmer. I'm not very good at like maximizing my profit and stuff, but I am turning my farm instead into a battery chicken farm. So that's nice. Uh, yeah. So I'm building uh, lots of hen coops uh, and then filling them with uh, mayo <laughs> processing barrels.
0: Oh God, I just thought so you I meant could- like filling them with mayonnaise. Poor chickens drowning in a greasy condiment. Well, no, so what I've done is I've built, I'm building coops. I'm like
1: to, I'm trying to fill the farm with coops basically, but I'm, each of them I am giving uh, the basically like the minimum amount of outside space so that they would count as being uh, free range hens. (laughs) So, So they've got two squares of outside world that they're allowed to access every day. Um which also means that they're happier and produce better eggs uh and then the inside of their coop will be f- filled with um uh mayo barrels, so I can process the eggs immediately <laughs>
0: <Burn> <laughs> and... bloody matthews
3: fantastic <laughs>
1: yeah thank you it's um so it's very it's relaxing for me uh, and cozy for me, but probably probably not for the hens uh but you know. What are you going (laughs) to (laughs) do?
3: What are you
0: going to do?
1: Because I had, well, we had chickens in real life and they're evil, so I I feel no compassion towards them.
0: Are they worse than geese? I'm not Um, for memeing on the goose game. I've not played it. It doesn't actually sound that fun, just really charming. I just mean geese are vile.
1: I, I, I would say I found hens more annoying because... They seem stupider and more panicked. Like, a, at least a, a goose seems to kind of have intent. Uh, but that, like, the, the hens we had were just awful. They're like tiny little, horrible. I was going to say velociraptors, but velociraptors definitely had intent. And that was last week's podcast.
0: I was about so, to do a callback actually and remind you that we're just writing dinosaurs.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I I am vegetarian, but I do often say that I feel like I should be allowed to eat chicken because hens are so stupid that they should count as plant life. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Their meat is so good.
0: Oh, I discovered a really good... No, I'm going to do it for my recommendation at the end, so I'll actually
4: right.
1: have Ooh. something. Um, um, but yeah, I think, yeah, Stardew Valley is a very sort of cosy autumnal game. It's, you know, it's a kind of... It's that bucolic sort of ideal. It's like the good life. You know, you go and you start a farm and, and farming is as easy as pressing a button and then you've got, a you know, a plant. It's not as much effort as it would be in real life. Farming in real life is, as I understand it, extremely stressful.
4: Oh, <laughs> yeah.
3: Brutal, isn't it? Yeah.
2: In, um, what? in one of the uh, Harvest Moon games, uh, mm. I think... The game, one of the GameCube ones, it's a Wonderful Life. I want to say, um, you aged through the game to the point where you died, and then your son inherits your farm and carries on. So the the child you have in the game um, takes over your farm. I believe that's the case anyway. Mm. Um, which has got what quite an autumnal vibe to it. Oh, it's got yeah. basics. Does that happen in Stardew like- Valley? You age and die.
1: No,
4: your granddad's like ghost a... judges you.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, your
2: granddad's ghost <laughs> t- turns up and ju- judges your efforts. What do you mean judges you? Well, uh, like how you—if uh, you're a good person,
4: yeah.
1: No, how good your farm is. I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm not quite sure of the criteria, but there's basically like a shrine to your granddad, and and I think it will light up a certain amount if your farm is good or not.
3: Oh, wow. this <laughs> is
1: a bit unfair.
2: Just having your ghost granddad before, cutting your farm the whole time.
1: Yeah, exactly. I don't know what I'm doing. You're just giving me a farm. You're giving me a millstone around my neck.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Huge tract of, of untilled land. I have to start from scratch. I'd hate, to be,
2: I'd hate to be judged by my grandparents for just how my life is in general. Yeah, me too. I don't think they'd be approved <laughs> i I think they'd probably scream at like some of the technology they'd just be scared of it uh some of the stuff that I've got in that in my house
1: I agree. um what well, well, have you got a, a, another autumnal game recommendation to kind of bring us back down from familial uh, disappointment?
2: yeah, I was so uh, so the the reason I was thinking about autumnal games so i'm I'm actually stealing this reference from someone else was I saw um. Andrew Kelly of uh, PC Gamer um, talking about replaying uh, the, the older, the original Baldur's Gates, saying, oh, yeah. like, they're really good-ass autumn games, um, I believe. I'm, I don't think I'm paraphrasing. I think that's what he said. <laughs> um,
3: and... I imagine
1: you with your, your spectacles on the, uh, the end of your nose.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah. Good-ass. I believe it's a good-ass. Um, and obviously I've been playing Baldur's Gate 3 a lot recently, um, but I have also been finishing off a replay of Baldur's Gate 1 on the Switch, and they have that autumnal vibe. Like, they're not actually, i'm hard to say when they're actually set in the year, like, it seems mm. quite bright and sunny in, in Baldur's Gate, um, but they have got... I don't know if it's just like the nostalgia of playing those games is what puts you into autumn mode, or if the fact that like they literally have a lot of like dingy fantasy interiors where there are log fires and there's sort of bards playing and it's it's got quite a sort of chilled, quiet atmosphere to it. You know, there's a lot of camping in those games. There's a lot of cap- like Doing stuff by campfire light. Mm. Um, I
0: adore dingy, like, not much going on fantasy to have an ambience. Yeah. It's, did you know there's whole videos on YouTube which are you just light ambience for like people doing D&D games? Oh, and really? I just put it on sometimes yeah. while I'm doing my fish tanks just to pretend that I'm doing it in a sanitized version of medieval times.
2: What, yeah. Is it like what, like a a video of like logs burning?
0: Yeah, like that. But it's like you can hear like uh, I, I can do the phony work. It's like, yeah, yeah. They have like
2: way. oh my god! It's and like listening to like, medieval archers right now.
1: <laughs> cavern, cavern noises. If you're, you're like you'll be like you're in a cave, and then suddenly it'll switch to like. <laughs> And then dripping noises and like...
0: <laughs> You know what I'm gonna beg? Like we've gotta have that for the Cavern Elias.
2: Oh, uh, right. Go on, price. Well,
1: I mean, that's there's more work for someone else. I'll, I'll ask. I'll put a request through. <laughs> uh,
2: put a request through to the Gamer Network tech team. Yeah. Can you cre- can you create us a cavern ambience uh, track?
1: Yeah. <laughs> but you can try- get, you know, like you can get like special scented candles or like um incense or just like scent bags uh as well if you're for in-person uh
2: dnd games so if like you're... a candle made from like real ale
1: yeah well that's the bit they're like kind of scented candles but sort of a bit grim so like yeah like dusty cave or like moldery castle
0: do you
3: Wet remember floor the floorboards like...
0: Yeah, there was a thing for museum smells back in the um, like the '90s. I remember going to the Imperial War Museum, and in the um, which has been renamed, something less horrific now, I think. But uh, no, they they're, they're not renamed. They're sort of slightly rebranded
1: as like IWS.
0: <laughs> oh yikes! Um, <laughs> but they they had a section on like life in the trenches, and it just. The problem was, I think it was meant to be like this horrible smell of like all the horrible things in the trenches, but it just smelled of farts. <laughs> well, that's, oh,
2: oh I'm, I'm sorry the trenches didn't smell nice enough for you.
0: Well, no, but it, like, you know, it's a, it's a rich Majesty. complex reek, isn't it? I mean, it's just infantile, the idea that, you know, Flanders Field just reeked of guff. Well, um, I really did. Everyone like, was nervous. That's true, actually. Yeah, I shouldn't make light of it. Well, I'd rather but, it, you'd rather smell smelled... that than like <laughs> mustard gas. Yeah, well, that would at least, you know, if I want to do realism, just you know, get some chlorine in the air, not like well, lethal amounts, just swimming pool amounts, and you'd know the the fear, wouldn't you? Gosh, it's gotten dark. Let's change the subject. Um, what
1: if? Oh, imagine if like museum gift shops did like scented candles for that sort of thing though you'd have like you'd have like you know Christmas truce football and it would be like leather and hope <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice
1: did you know uh so there's a, a twitter account that does this time of year in this country uh listener it starts spinning up for poppy season which is where you're supposed to wear poppies to remember the futility and and um awfulness of war in solemn remembrance but uh people go a bit a bit weird uh and uh some um le- like locally owned uh gin company is made like a remembrance gin <laughs> which has like poppy seeds and stuff in it like
3: it's what um, they would have and- wanted
0: oh my god i went and to- there's a
1: twitter there's a twitter account called giant poppy watch that uh that highlights all this stuff but they were just like man's gin humanity to man which made me laugh <laughs> a lot
0: oh, that's fantastic I was in Southwold last year and they had like um, a, a shop window decoration contest like announced by the mayor and that and mm. the, one of the shops, a hardware shop, and this was at Christmas BT dubs yeah,
4: um,
0: a hardware shop Had done a poppy display that was a full replica of a World War One trench, but like done with a fiver budget. And there was, there was like a plastic Halloween rat in there. And I just looked at this and thought, how is this cartoon rat in like a crepe paper trench in December in any way? a solemn, solemn reflection on, like, the industrialisation of warfare. Like, I mean, it was the weirdest moment, this plastic wrap. Loved
1: it. Hey, Wilfred Owen would be livid. Uh, we've gone off-piste again. Sorry. Um, <laughs> what,
2: what were we talking about before? Yeah, but I was well, that that era, that era of late 90s, early noughties, classic... Sort of RPGs are they feel kind of old, which mm. autumn is the t- is the season for old familiar things. Um, they have roaring fires and the and Foley effects of uh, tankards clanking, which yeah. we've already established is very autumnal, um, and they're just sort of slightly I don't know like. It's a bit old and wonky. I don't know. Autumn is the time for old and wonky. Like the Bald- Baldur's Gate is like the old man pub of video games. You know? <laughs> in the same way that all the people in the old man pub of video games sneer at the nice shiny bar, which is Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> uh,
0: it's, it I'm agreeing as- with all the things you're saying, just so you know. Um, but the, the, there's some real reaching going on to define what autumn is that reminds me of those sort of adverts where it's like here's to the chuggers and the (laughs) 2am muggers here's to the beach boys (laughs) and turtles called Leroy like you know which is random like rhyming phrases that no one's ever used it does feel
1: a bit like like you're I yeah I agree like, Nate, I agree with the points you're making, but I don't feel they add up to making Baldur's Gate 3 feel that autumnal and no, cosy Baldur's Gate 3 somehow. is an original Baldur's, uh, Baldur's
2: Gate. The original Baldur's Gate, I mean, sorry. You know, like it's, I don't, it's got an autumnal vibe that it's like... <laughs> that it's the it's, it's perfect game to play in autumn. I'm not talking about But how about much games, of that is, is just your own set nostalgia? In autumn. I don't think the room is set in autumn... Like, it's not yeah, that's like not what I'm saying. It's not like this in the room the demon appears and he makes like lots of references to it, like conquerors, you know.
1: Ooh. Yeah, like he turns up and is like it's join the skeleton war. No, no that's <laughs> not what
2: I'm saying.
0: Like we poked the bear Alice, he's cross.
4: Dude, no, I'm just dude. Saying,
2: like, like, <laughs> I'm just trying to I'm trying to, to find <laughs> games. That tap in to the the sense that I feel in autumn, not actual autumn games but no, I know
1: I was never disputing that
0: I feel that you are I think it was. Because
1: it was. it was made very don't encourage him, it was made <laughs> very clear at the start, I even said not games about autumn,
0: but then like, yeah,
1: pumpkin, spice, and chill mate like. It, <laughs>
0: The best thing was I, I started this attack and now I've retreated to let you two fight. I'm yeah, not lucky at that. It's unbelievable. My agenda of chaos continues.
2: This puckish agent of spring. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but what I'm saying is that like but like I, I don't I it feels like it wouldn't have universal autumnal like feeling, it it feels like it's maybe quite specific to you or a, a few people I—I oh, I,
2: I, I, I do with, like,
1: nostalgia and maybe, like, you know, because, like, I'm, I'm sort of thinking of it as, like, a game that I would play and I'm wrapped in a blanket and I've got a mug of hot chocolate, you know, with a marshmallow. Mm. What game am I playing in that state of mind? Whereas you're saying Baldur's Gate puts you in that state of mind almost. Is that fair?
2: Yeah, that that's 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 fair. Though I also think it would be heightened with a blanket and the hot chocolate and everything, mm. because it already has all those hallmarks of autumn that I've established.
0: Oh, um, this is monstrous! I just really want a hot chocolate now.
2: Oh, so I, got, a, I, I got I got all these um uh like a box of four special hot chocolates. I think for last Christmas that every once in a while Catherine will make me one of the novelty hot chocolates. Mm. Sort of like orange, there's an orangey one and a minty one, and they're oh, such they're a the treat. Flavor Boys. Oh, they're such a treat.
4: Uh,
1: now I, I know a tweet thread that Nate is is thinking about now that is marching towards this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Your 12 hot chocolates of Hercules.
0: Oh my god, I managed to forget about that, but yeah, <laughs> no, uh, yeah, that, that is one. That is one. I, um, Oh, I'm going to mention it now. Uh, I found this pack of 12 flavoured hot chocolates for sale in a little, and I reviewed them all, making each one a metaphor for a labour of Hercules. And I've got to say, actually, Matthew, your thesis that Baldur's Gate is a playable version of Autumn is convincing in comparison to some of the stretches I made there. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not casting stones but yeah they were all revolting um yeah it's good threads i liked it yeah
4: um
1: they, my, well i have a suggestion that might be similarly controversial which is um uh journey which was on ps4 as a scloosie, uh and then came to pc afterwards um and it's the it's where you're a, a kind of little nomadic cl- cloak person oh. sand surfing across a big desert and then you gradually go up a mountain and um it's very i mean it does introduce some threats but that you 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 know one of the cool things about it is that you end up you join up with strangers um and you can't really communicate apart from making little noises um so it's a very relaxed like it's impossible for your multiplayer experience in journey to be at all confrontational
2: unless um, someone cause... uses the peeps to like morse code and call you a c unit <laughs> yeah true <laughs> <laughs> and you translate it much to your horror
1: <laughs> to your chagrin
0: actually if uh, we're allowing playstation 4 games shaddy well, c it's
1: no on, it's on pc now actually mate oh no it's yeah. Shady c I don't know. That's not
0: you. Look that up. That's not my. <laughs> well, I'm too busy frantically googling games about autumn, and all I've got is Alan Wake.
1: No, it can't be games about autumn. You need no. to google
2: <laughs> games that capture a sense of autumn. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be loads. <laughs>
1: um,
4: Age of Empires uh, <laughs> Two.
0: You can put put. I've been learning how to use a scenario editor this weekend. Um, well, this weekend that just passed. And there's a lovely fallen leaves brush. I was particularly fond of. Autumn isn't for war. No, it's not actually. That was traditionally when campaigns stopped. Was it? Yeah. Oh, I
2: was just pulling out my ass.
0: <laughs> oh no, no, because if if you went in the old marcherunies. Um, oh, actually, no, it might have been the perfect time for war, actually. I can't remember.
2: It's the most cinematic time because there's lots of mud for when your horses gallop, their, yeah, their hoofs true. can throw it in the air and it looks cool in slow motion.
1: I suppose, and there's lots of, like, you know, apples to put in barrels for your troops.
2: <laughs> and dark, cold nights where people are sitting around a campfire and they're singing songs about how much they hate the other king and you can see their breath. <laughs>
0: All of that happens in Age of Empires 2, in fact. Um, Maybe Age and of Empires In fact, Empire even too. does the John, the John Hurt thing. All the campaigns have got some fella narrating them. So, let me tell you the tale of King Biceps IV. And um, they'll tell you the tale like, He was a brave man, but he died of Saracens. But what of his noble servants? John Muscles well some say he now haunts a roadside tavern telling weary travellers the tale of King Bicep the fourth (laughs) but who am I to say wink and then it'll end (laughs) I love that just like John Hurt (laughs) just like John Hurt
2: Uh,
1: yeah. well maybe Age of Empires 2 is an awesome game
2: (laughs) I think Journey <laughs> could be an autoc- And it's very sunny.
1: Yeah, it's very sunny, but it's very sunsetty, which I feel is... Oh,
2: okay, yeah, that's yeah. autumny. That's autumny yeah. as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What about uh, Obra Dinn? Do you think that's autu- autumnal? Because it's like, like... The soundtrack, about a, the soundtrack
1: about a, definitely has big autumn vibes, <laughs> doesn't it?
2: And it's about, like, naval history, which is very mm. autumnal vibes to it.
0: It's like... Uh, no, I'm sorry. Pardon?
2: It, you know what I mean like dad like dads dads are like the autumn of the family.
0: <laughs> dads, you have gone full Alain de Botton
2: here. And dads love autumn. Dads love naval history. <laughs> like Hornblower is very or like you read Hornblower in the autumn. <laughs> I believe.
1: I feel like this 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 episode, we're getting a real sort of dive into Matthew's psyche. <laughs> you know? Here's to
0: the fathers, <laughs> running mowers. Here's to the hero, Horatio Hornblower. Here's to the concepts of autumn and winter.
4: Oh, my God. Well, I, I like,
2: mean, you never like, oh, the sun's shining. I want to read about, like, Napoleonic Wars. You know, you never like that in the summer. I am. Oh, oh, get the barbecue out. Get a few lagers. Get some hornblower. Hmm?
1: (laughs) See, I would have said that, like, granddad is the autumn of the family. Granddad
2: is winter.
0: Granddad is winter. (laughs) Oh, my God. This is like therapy, isn't it?
3: (laughs) Granddad is straight up winter.
1: Or maybe Granny is autumn because Granny is sort of like a, a a kind of. I feel Granny has a, a kind of apples energy.
0: I don't mean to suggest that your grandmother is a witch, but I think you might be making a witch association because <laughs> witch is very autumn and witch is old mother sort of and You know, well, that's true, isn't it?
4: Yeah. Oh my God, there's really rich. <laughs> Rich, Brit- guys
1: i think this might be the best podcast we've ever done <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh it's a labor isn't it this one next time we come up with a theme we should test run see if we can think of things that apply to it before hurling ourselves into the lion's den i've thought of loads
1: yeah well, well give us something else throw
2: something
0: well, else I, Well, us, but... i, I, th- I thought read of it.
2: the room Baldur's gate and Oberden. den <laughs> oh, no. but-
0: right, there you go that bit in Skyrim where the light turns good. Where you go southwest. Ooh, no oh, no yeah. way. Fallout 76. Now, there's an autumn. Oh, I, yeah, that's a good shot, actually.
1: Interesting. Nice.
0: It's the autumn of civilization, isn't it? Yeah. Tr- true. <laughs> oh, no, it's literally a nuclear winter. Um,
1: but I, I think my bias is that. Um, I, I wouldn't think of many things that have a, a multiplayer element as kind of autumnal just because I find multiplayer deeply unrelaxing.
0: Uh, I don't know, but it's like Halloween's the ultimate multiplayer holiday, isn't it?
1: Mm, true.
4: You literally grief
0: strangers.
4: Or
1: you mm, Can't move for, for pumpkins.
0: What was that... Um- There was a genuinely, like, funny sketch with the man off of Castaway a few years ago with some dancing skeletons. Oh, Stephen
2: S. Pumpkins. David S. Pumpkins. David S.
0: Pumpkins. Was it me or was that actually genuinely good? I
1: think it was, yeah. Not many things from SNLR, but I think that that had cultural impact, actually, relative to its goodness.
0: Okay, good. In which case, I'm not going to beg you to to delete that segment of audio. It is funny. It is funny. Yeah. That's to do with autumn.
1: Yeah. It's not a game though, is it?
0: It's <laughs> a <laughs> we've,
2: we've re- <laughs> disaster.
1: It's <so> a <laughs> yeah. disaster. I mean, I did think of Night in the Woods as well, but I, that's maybe a bit too about kind of, or, or you know, decay. Mm. It's maybe too thematically, you know, it's too sad almost. Um. So I was, th- I yeah, I was thinking of like kind of like cozy things. I'd say
2: a lot of walking simulators are autumn flavour. Yeah, it's not autumn set like Edith Finch gone home. Yeah. It's got big autumn Firewatch. vibes. Firewatch.
0: Yeah, well, no, Firewatch is is like mega summer. I feel like it oh, feels a bit autumny though. It's that
2: autumn is like it's the walking season isn't it it's Mm. so walking season. you don't run in autumn because you know i'm
0: I'm gonna fight that spring is the walking season
2: spring you bound in spring (laughs) you gamble (laughs) you
0: you've gone off the page mate you're out (laughs) of control this
1: is like this is like an episode of taskmaster where the task is like it includes a line like you cannot walk on like in fact the first episode of the new series had you cannot walk on the grass whilst holding a drink so then one of the contestants quibbled over the definition of walk (laughs) (laughs) and did like a tiny little jog on the spot
2: i i think you you walk in autumn, you sit in winter, and then you've got all this pent-up energy, so you bound in spring.
0: All right, Socrates. <laughs> God, this has gone on. Listen, now, who was the I, <laughs> lot,
2: I, I have a lot of free time these days, so I, I can think deeply on things.
0: Actually, Matthew, I'm going to I'm going to frisbee you a, a little thought burger here. Um, so, if we're going to like playing it straight, then by these rules, if autumn is like. Yeah, metaphorical construct. What about the interpretation of four game series where the last one was complete, p- but the second to last was really nice, but you could tell the franchise was running out of steam. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like the autumn of a of a of a series. No, the last one doesn't have to be piss actually. Um. Yeah, I, yeah.
2: Think, I think. I think. I, have you got an example in mind? I think that. I think that fits. Oh, I don't know. Oh, for... <laughs> that's great! <laughs> well, well, what a rewarding podcast this is to listen to. Oh, I
0: was challenging you. <laughs> I was challenging you. Um,
1: no, do you know what? I'm putting a halt to this. Spe- I'm doing a segue. I'm doing it. Speaking of challenges, thank God. Jesus. Uh, I think Matthew has a challenge for us if we just step through this door.
0: The cavern of autumn lies. Thank uh, you.
2: Hello. Welcome to the cavern of lies. Oh, it's
0: cozy in here. It's Is very cozy. There's, well, there's
2: a there's a there's a campfire. And <laughs> Lovely. I like to sit down because I uh, this cavern of lies was devised. Uh, based on the mistake uh, that everyone was going to be really up for Baldur's Gate as an autumn game, um, so there's a Baldur's <laughs> Gate, there's a, uh, there's a Baldur's Gate vibe uh, yeah. to this cavern. But I'll explain. I'll explain. Yeah. I'll mm-hmm. explain. Uh, you find yourself at a campfire, which yeah. in Baldur's Gate is where you rest for the night to regain mm-hmm. your your uh, HP and spell slots and you find yourself in a party with five companions. And one of of these companions is not a real Baldur's Gate companion and will shank you in the night. So before you go to sleep, you must identify which of the following five is not a real Baldur's Gate companion.
0: Oh, I don't want to die. We've got to get this right, Alice. Okay.
2: Yeah, right. So first up is... Some of the pronunciation on these might be a bit off, so I apologise because they've got weird fantasy names. It's Sky Silvershield from Baldur's Gate 1, a human thief but a very spoiled brat. Not the most interesting character in the game, but a lot of people recruit this character because her father is the richest man in Baldur's Gate, and if you recruit her, you can rob his house without fear of repercussions. Hmm. And her famous quote, I've got a quote from each of these characters that they shout out okay. in the game. Yeah, this would be good. So, two of her quotes. One of them is, All of you are search pigs. And the other quote is, Let's go shopping.
4: <laughs> oh, now. Right, okay.
0: okay. Oh, I, I thought that was really quite convincing till the end, but
1: never mind. I yeah. See, I was like, that all sounds true. I like the specificity of the because you can rob her house, and then you made her sound like some sort of like southern. Like her name is I Dubois. Mean, <laughs> like
2: my 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 impressions of these people are only me doing like an impression of the get. Like they're quite hard to know. I'm not a voice actor, so I may be are doing you not? them a disservice.
1: Sorry, that was really mean. <laughs> Brutal.
0: That's cool. I, I. Yeah, no, that did. The, just the quote though sounds like it's from some like, you know, rip off like 50p on Google Play Barbie app or something. And she is a spoiled brat. Yeah. yeah. What? Sh- shopping was not a Camelot pastime. Did you?
1: Say, sorry, did you say what? Like what? Class is she? Like
2: she's, what? So she's a she's a human thief. Okay. Why does she just? Well, then why does she that? go shopping? What? Well, that's uh, that's 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 the kind of puzzle at the heart of Sky Silver Shield. Well, you know, maybe she's like she can have anything. So the thrill of taking something for nothing, maybe I don't know. I'm, I'm probably giving no, like her a more bored char- a bored rich girl shoplifting yeah, exactly. just to feel to feel something. Yeah, exactly. That's the that's the vibe. That's the vibe I feel by where we're going with that character. All right. Okay. okay.
4: All right. So it's next
2: nice. up, we have Vokiln the Mighty. Now, This was a companion from the Siege of Dragonspear, uh, also known as Vokiln the Vast. This is a human bard, specifically a, a Scald. A um, he's like a very broad Viking stereotype. He's all about ale and fighting. He's got a really terrible Germanic accent. Um, And something you might hear him shout in the game is, I am more tired than a one-legged dwarf chasing a wagon full of ale.
4: That is Uh, solid.
1: That is so solid that it almost feels like Nate Bates.
3: Interesting. Mm. The
1: reference to dwarfs. I'm not... Oh, but I'm quite, I'm quite happy with him. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, did, who's I, next? I the third, my, so yeah. the
2: third companion who wants to rest with you for this night is Jan Jansen from Borders Gate 2. He is a chaotic neutral gnome. He is an illusionist slash thief. He's also and an except... His- He is an eccentric tinkerer, and he wears a lot of his gadgets, so a lot of his equipment is bespoke to him. He's got adventure wear, and he's got the techno gloves for pickpocketing. But probably the most interesting thing about this character is he's obsessed with turnips. There's a lot of turnip-based humour. And a quote from him is... (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been displeased with a group of folks since the Cormerians sent the price of turnips through the roof during <laughs> the onion famine. Oh, p*** off.
4: Yeah, that's okay. I think
1: unless unless something else comes up, I think we found our man.
0: <laughs> You're really going to have to work hard now, Matthew. Like, if... That's
2: real. I'm laughing because it's so characterful.
0: Oh, well, I'd be sweating if I were you. I'm right laughing
2: because it's so characterful. Like, What an what an endearing character!
0: You just <laughs> stole a thing that happened in Animal Crossing last year. <laughs>
1: uh, okay, who? Which real character is next?
2: So our next companion is Gub Moldfoot, who is a goblin shaman who appears in the Siege of Dragonspear. Spear. Now her vibe is she's trying to summon back the spirits of her family, which is why she became a shaman. But she can only summon back. Giant ghost spiders, which were the spiders that died in her care that she used to look after as a goblin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I mean, that's, that's amazing. That's basically her whole deal. She's got this unique ghost spider attack. And her quote is
4: Get to work, me
2: nibblers.
1: Okay. Amazingly, I feel like there is a challenger to Jan now.
0: Yeah. And this feels like the biggest night bite of all.
1: Get to work, me nibblers Yeah. Okay. Alright. So Alright, and finally our, our
2: final companion. And this 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 guy's most unusual. This is Wilson. He is a bear and a fighter, but mainly a bear. Uh he is in Bordersgate 2, the expanded edition. Right. Um, he's just a giant bear. You can't talk to him, but he can be in your party. His claws are dual-wield weapons. His attacks have a fifteen percent chance to hug enemies, which will Yay! cause an extra two d six crushing damage. It says here. Um, what I liked about this character was that the f- was some lines from his official biography in the game.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: The first line of his biography describes him as a bear of refined taste and delicate sensibilities.
1: Oh, excellent. Um, yeah.
2: But it ends with, though imprisoned and forced to live in deplorable conditions, Wilson nevertheless retained his innate optimism for the future. Um, Yeah, and his quote is just generic bear noises. Like, (laughs) argh! That's so good.
1: Okay. Well, I feel like we can dispense with Wilson the Bear quite quickly because fantasy games like this always have like a dog or you know, in this case, a bear, like an animal that can't speak, but will join your party. And you're like, oh, the animal friend, you know. Mm. Do you agree, Nate? That- yeah, yeah. There's yeah.
0: And it's, nothing about that is weird enough to make me think it, it, it's sort of a a tasty treat on a hook either. I think that's mm. that seems very grounded. Yeah, no. Wilson's real.
2: And do you, do you want to do these one by one with Ooh la la or nice, or should we just reveal at the end? How do you want to do it?
0: Oh, should we do it like we did, like Pete Postlewaite did it last oh, okay, week? Okay, right. Yeah.
2: So, so you're, Wilson- going to,
0: you're going to welcome Wilson-, Wilson to the
2: campfire.
1: Yeah, I'm going to welcome Wilson to sit sit by us. Actually, you know, Nate actually would probably get on well with Wilson. And oh likes yeah. animals. That's- I'm going to offer
0: him a big uh, big fruit. That's. Nice,
2: nice. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, then so we're left got... with Sky, Silver Shield, Vogelin mm. in the Mighty, Jan Jansen, and Gub Moldfoot.
0: Right. I think Sky is probably the best bet. Right.
1: Vote. Yeah. Sky. Although I don't know. Like Matthew's impression was. <laughs>
0: Oh, and that was ridiculous, but I mean, everything that's come since makes it look like reality by comparison.
1: <laughs> I. Okay, all right. Would you. Yeah, okay. Do you want to welcome.
2: Sk- Sky. <laughs> Sky Silver Shield is welcome to the fire, to which I say. Nice. <sighs> nice. Okay.
1: So we've got Vogan the Big Viking, we've got the Turnip Man. <laughs>
2: Jan Jansen, the, the, the chaotic neutral gnome who loves turnips, and Gub Moldfoot, the spider summoning goblin shaman.
1: Okay, a playable goblin
0: in Baldur's Gate.
1: Well, I think we should welcome, Vo- what's his name? Voglin, big man himself, the Viking. Because that's he seems quite within, you know. Standard deviation of RPG
0: adventurers, you know. Yeah, and like a hench bard is quite a weird combo. So yeah, I could imagine that being. Yeah, let's let's have him in. He sounds like a lot. Yeah, well, welcome the big Into
2: the fire, to which yeah. I say, nice. Nice. Would have okay.
0: been bad if he had turned so on
2: us. One spot at the fire. Is left, you have the choice of Jan yeah. Jansen and Gub <laughs> Moldfoot. Christ. All right,
1: this is actually quite difficult <laughs> because G- there wasn't a lot of detail about Gub.
0: No, there wasn't, was there? What I, game should, from I should again? say
2: Gub Moldfoot is from the Siege of Dragonspear, which is like the new, not very good Baldur's Gate which is why those characters aren't quite as fleshed out as the others.
1: Oh. But the uh, like, there was no 2d6 chance to whatever with Gub, but I feel like maybe that was on purpose. But I don't know, the turnip thing...
0: It... Uh, can we have another fact about Gub, please? Uh, uh, I'll have to look it up on Wikipedia, is that all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah, yeah. my spindon sense is tingling, as they say wait, in Norway.
1: Wait on Wikipedia. Well, you know, but we've done this before. The Baldersgate Wikipedia. The Baldersgate. Okay, right. All right. Oh, have we done that
2: before?
1: I do feel the turnip line has big castle energy.
0: Well, oh, but it mentioned like a culture, didn't it? That was quite convincing.
1: Yeah, but he'd he'd, he'd do that. He'd know. And also, he mentioned
0: onions as well. Well, he just likes vegetables. Uh, uh, Here's
2: another fact about Moldfoot. If you encounter and kill goblins during the campaign, she will leave the party.
1: I feel like I am leaning towards Jan and you're leaning towards
0: Gub. I'm afraid that's the case. Yeah, one of us is going to be responsible for both of our deaths.
1: Yeah.
0: Whoa. God. I I, I don't just... know. You're better at detectives than me. I'm going to trust you. I just like, I like Beastmasters. I, I'm trusting the, the goblin. Well, no, I'm not trusting the goblin Wait. I don't know. Alice, I want to hide behind you.
1: I think okay, you can hide behind me, but I do. I think like having a goblin companion would be. It's like having you know an assassin robot, or you know like a. I, and I, yeah, I just
4: true,
1: I, Yeah, let's welcome Gub because I just the turnip line is
2: surely too much. So instead of welcoming the last character to the fire, I want you to s- s- to say you're going to stick a dagger in the other character. So which character are you sticking a dagger in?
1: All right, I'm going to plunge a-, a dagger through the heart of Jan Jansen. <laughs>
2: As you plunge a dagger into the heart of Jan Jansen, he leans into your He whispers into <laughs> oh, your ear. Oh, no. He says,
4: Nice. <laughs> no, no.
2: <laughs> I'm afraid Gub Moldfoot kills you all in your sleep.
0: Oh, I knew it. Butchered by a goblin who <laughs> isn't even oh, real. I'm so sorry. A so um, autumnal. Well played, Matthew.
2: What what an autumnal turn of events. Cracking round
0: of COL.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, very good. Thank you very much, Quick. Let's, let's respawn at our last save point. Well, thank you for that round of the uh, Cavern of Lies, Matthew. Um, no and... Uh, all that remains for us uh, now is to give our recommendations quickly. Um, so, uh, uh, Nate, have you got a recommendation yeah, now that yeah. the fish tank has water in it as well?
0: Yeah, well, we're going to leave that to cycle for a few oh. few weeks now. Okay, and get the uh, the ammonia processing bacteria naturally built up on the filter. Um, so, it's um, a culinary recommendation today. Uh, we've gotten really into um, Japanese cooking over the last couple of years and not sort of, I mean, really mundane stuff, like stuff that knackered Japanese parents make after work and, and things. It's just nice. Uh, and there is a uh, this comfort food recipe that I'm in love with. You need a rice cooker. And some mm-hmm. good fluffy rice, like sushi rice or whatever. And you put a bit of, uh, put the rice in with a bit of bouillon and a bit, um, bit of soy sauce. And wait for it, all the meat stripped off a load of KFC. And you put that okay. in for as long as it tastes to cook the rice. And well, stab my goblin in the heart. That is, that is such a lovely autumnal dinner. Hmm. big, huge recommend. Honestly, you wouldn't think steaming KFC mixed in with rice would work, but (laughs) Hmm. it's a delight.
1: Very nice. Uh, Matthew, what have you got this week?
0: I'm
2: going to recommend a film, a Japanese film, so in keeping with um, Nate's suggestion, called Black Test Car. It is from 1962, and it is an industrial espionage thriller about two sports cars companies trying to steal each other's sports car concept and it's just a lot of cool dudes in suits trying to spy on other boardrooms and it's kind of mundane but sort of hypnotically so um i watched it recently and really enjoyed it it's been re-released on blu-ray so you can check that out
0: if you want to watch I can't Chitty. tell if that sounds amazing or the most tedious thing ever but to film.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 good. Honestly, it's 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 fun. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh
1: I'm gonna recommend uh a TV show called This Way Up, which is a kind of comedy black comedy, maybe, um, by and starring uh B. Um uh also starring Sharon Horgan as her sister and uh it is about a uh a kind of woman you know a woman in her 30s millennial woman who uh had uh recently suffered a breakdown and she's still struggling with her mental health but also um you, you know trying to co- sort of pick up pieces of her life and she's a. Uh, um uh works as uh, an English language teacher in London. And it's very, very good and very relatable and also very funny. Um, and it, it also deals with like the kind of relationship the sisters have and Sharon Horgan's character feeling quite responsible uh, for her sister and all this kind of stuff. It's very good. Uh, and there's a really funny bit where uh, they go for dinner with uh, Sharon Horgan's boyfriend's family and their mum and it's very funny and they end up singing zombie by the... <laughs> anyway, uh, it's really, really good. Really good. Um, I think it's going to be a second
4: series. There you go.
1: Good luck this week.
4: Ooh la la. Well, no ooh la la. Nice. Um, nice. Nice. Uh,
1: thank you very much. Spider-Man and Leif Schreiber. <laughs>
4: Dun,
2: dun, 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 no worries for Farewell. joining
1: me uh, for the Electronic Wire show episode 114 the Autumnal Games special where we kind of we talked big this week um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't wait to see what we end up doing next week uh, thank you thank you so much listener for listening this week
0: yeah, all thank the way you. to the end <laughs> here you've unlocked the achievement uh, autumn. Oh, oh, I should have mentioned the last autumn, the Frostpunk DLC. Um. Too autumn. Ah, <laughs> oh, winter has come. Too late.
1: Too late. Um, thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, check out our merch, teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash rock shotgun. Check out the YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com forward slash rockpapershotgun uh, We're on Twitter. We are on Facebook. Uh, we are, where else are we? We're everywhere. We're on a Discord. That I'll link that in the show notes as well. Um, and most importantly, we are on Uh Thank you once again for listening to this, the Electronic Wireless Show, uh, notionally about PC gaming. <laughs> Bye, Matthew. Bye. Bye, Nate. Bye. Bye, Alice. Bye.